everyone, and welcome to the Rising Stars podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Moriarty, and today we have a guest from the UK, Ben Eaton. He is the Senior Sales Director at Electronic Reading Systems, otherwise known as ERS, um, and they are a VAR that's selling solutions into all of Europe. So hi, Ben. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey, well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can you um, just start us off by telling us about your role at ERS and um, what ERS does? Sure. So I'm a sort of senior sales executive um, dealing with sort of all the end user customers, really. So they phone up, tell us about their requirements, tell us what they need. And it's sort of my job to identify the best products for them that's going to suit their requirements, sort of supply them for what, what they need, really. Um, right. So it can be anything. It's really broad spectrum as well. So it can be from anyone needing a receipt printer um, to a full-on print system, barcode system, whole sales system. It can be it's really quite various. So it seems like there's a lot of pressure on VARs, at least in the U.S. I, I assume that you guys are kind of experiencing the same thing in the U.K. Um, with competing with big marketplaces like Amazon or eBay. So how do you guys provide a value to your customers other than just moving product? So one of the things we, we do, first of all, is to make sure every printer we ship out is going to be compatible for the customer's needs. So we don't actually ship out a printer without giving the customer a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the, the printers or the start printers can be used for a variety of different applications. And the specific applications that they're being used in will determine what printer they have to go for. Mm-hmm. And often, uh, often developers or software companies will tell the customer, you need to go for a star TSP 100, but not actually detailing exactly what connection it needs, right. what, what they require. So the amount of times we get customers who will order a TSB 100, and they'll go just for the USB one because it's the cheapest option. So for them, that's the perfect one to go for. But actually, they're using it, say, for Uber Eats, which needs to be Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Therefore, so you give them a call, make sure you know what they're, they're using it for, make sure you understand sort of the ISV or the application they're going to be using as well. We can make sure everything we're shipping out to the customer is going to be correct, specific for their needs. And right. also same issues of having to send stuff back, having to place reorders. It's, it's just really helpful for them. Another thing we offer is after-sales support. So a big challenge you get with people ordering these sort of printers is they've never actually used receipt printers before. Mm-hmm. So getting a printer on their desk in the box, they don't really know how to get it set up and working. And in reality, the softwares they're using, the, the whatever it might be they're using, they don't really have instructions and support of how to actually get that working. Mm-hmm. So we can the support and, and the help to actually get it working, how to, even the simple thing of putting the receipt roll in the, in the printer, some customers can get confused, putting it the wrong way around. It, all the little things we can help with. And we offer them lifetime support as well. So for any reason that printer goes down, in any time in that printer's life, we'll always be there on a phone call, always there help, helping them out. Right. I think that's one of the number one complaints that I hear from ISVs that are pushing product through marketplaces like Amazon. Um, You know, they end up spending more time than they'd like on support because, like you said, uh, an end user, they don't really understand or know the different interfaces or specific workings in which type of printer or or any type of product works with the software. So they're just going and searching, like you said, TSP 100, they might not think, you know, they need a specific interface or um, accessories with it. And then, you know, 
ISVs, especially the small operating ones, they don't want to spend all their time on support. So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. And, you know, that's why I always say if you just, it, it might cost a little more with a VAR, but it ends up saving you so much time. And in, in yeah. And, and it's the ability as well. So ordering something on, on Amazon is great. You get it, you get it next day, you get it straight away. Huh. But not or not having that that help and almost no instructions, it's just almost impossible to do it. And actually also on Amazon, you'll find that a lot of times you're buying from, from companies like ourselves, but they don't really have the, the knowledge on the printers as well. So they've got some stock there. It's not great stock because they're not taking, as we do, live information from all the distribution. So they've got a little bit of stock there that they can ship out straight away for you. You yeah. get it next day. We can still do next day. So we can still compete on getting it straight away for you. We can still compete on the Amazon level of, of shipping. But then we can offer that level of support that just makes us that's hopefully a better option for going for. Right. So you did mention that you don't, you guys don't sell a customer, um, a printer, any type of product until you know exactly what software they're working with and kind of the requirements. So what does that, um, I guess, like discovery phase look like? So what we do, so basically, when if an order comes in online, it comes in on our um, online system and we can see all the orders as they come in. What we have is actually a query system. So for all star printers, they essentially go into a query. So they can't be accepted until one of us has spoken to the customer and actually understands exactly how they're using that printer. And most of the time, as I said, it'll be um, someone ordering a, a printer for Uber Eats. Maybe they've ordered a USB one, maybe they know what they're doing, and ordered the Bluetooth one. We will get to grips and understand exactly what they're doing, make sure they've ordered the exact right printer um, for the ISV they're using or the software, whatever it might be, just to make sure they know exactly what they're doing. To make sure that printer is going out correctly for them, and it saves some time because getting a printer again from e- eBay um, or Amazon, and you buy a USB printer and it needs to be Bluetooth, you're going to spend an hour or two hours before you figure out actually it's the completely wrong printer. You're going to be trying to get it set up and working, right. and it's just going to be really frustrating. You're going to have an awful time. Absolutely, I love that model. You know, uh, of course, I'm sure some end users might be a little frustrated um, when they're just trying to get a product, um, but again, it ends up saving time, it ends up saving money in the long run, uh, you know, just being able to speak to someone that that knows what they're doing. And actually, we haven't had any customers who seem frustrated by it. They all seem really happy. Yeah. Because you, could you, it's that extra care, it's, it's sort of giving the hug around the order and making sure they know what they're, they're getting is right. And it sort of gives them the confidence that you know what you're doing as well. For sure. So we also spoke before about um, ERS working with a lot of ISVs or for those that don't know what an ISV is, a software developer of point of sale or retail type of software. Um, So tell me more about the ISVs that you work with. So there's two ways to work with them. So we work with some specific ISVs themselves, and I can go on to that later. But I mean, for all ISVs out there, software developers, we probably actually supported printers for their customers. Because a lot of ISVs that we work with or don't work with don't really get involved with the printers. So as we talked about a little bit earlier, they'll say to a customer, go order a, a USB printer. Mm-hmm. So we go always get phoning us up saying, I need a printer to work with so-and-so. And then we'll be going away, finding what that ISV has written their specific software to work with, whether that's USB, Ethernet, Star, Cloud, printer, whatever it might be. We'll do the digging. We'll find out exactly what it needs to be. And we'll support that printer to look work with that ISV software. Um, but there are specific ISVs we work a lot more closely with. So I know we talked about our solution pages before. 
essentially what we do is we create a, a specific page where we can um, direct customers to which are, are, are unique to the specific ISVs. For example, we've got Uber Eats as a, um, as a page on our website. So anyone who's ordering from Uber Eats can see this Uber Eats page. They'll know that we work specifically with Uber Eats. They'll know that all the printers listed there are going to be compatible. And it gives them a bit of confidence to know what they're ordering is correct for them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really been quite helpful. Um, and a lot of ISVs will come to us and ask for us to create this solution page for them. Um, so giving them a, a specific page to go to. And it also allows them to not really worry about the, the shipping of, of goods. Because a lot of ISVs don't want to be shipping um, printers. They don't want to be dealing with the, the box shipping to, to customers. It, it's not what they want to do. They, they, they're there to make money and, and make good systems. That is okay. almost a little distraction. Um, so we can take that, look after their customer for them, look after the hardware, offer the support that they need after the sales to get that print up and running mm-hmm. and taking that just away from the RSV we're working with. Right. We, we refer to them as um, microsites um, yeah. that you guys are kind of creating and they, they tend to be really beneficial because it still gives the end user that seamless online like e-commerce experience that they want in getting hardware. But when you, when you go to a microsite and it lists out the specific hardware that you need in order to work with that software, you know, there's a lot less mistakes and it just makes the whole um, experience much more seamless. Oh, it really does. Um, and also having the, the logos and the brand association on the microsite as well, it gives, it's that confidence as well. It's just knowing that what you're getting is going to be compatible with what your software you're going for. It gives that sort of that LinkedIn together and makes it all seem as one solution. Absolutely. Um, well, we're just going to um, pause here to take a really quick break and talk about STARS antimicrobial covers. As businesses are starting to open up again, um, germs are still everywhere, and STAR has a solution for that. The antimicrobial covers distributed by STAR reduce germ transfer on high-touch surfaces like door handles, checkout counters, elevator buttons, and much more. With an easy peel-and-stick application, there's never been an easier way to keep virtually any kind of business clean. Ready to learn more about antimicrobial covers? Visit starmicronics.com AMC to learn more today. So Ben, we also talked a little bit about Natasha's law. So this is specific to the UK, correct? It is, yes. Although we think it's probably going to be, going to go a bit global once it's actually um, released in October twenty one. Okay, so I, I did a little bit of research, but how about you tell our listeners more about that and how it's affecting businesses in the UK? Sure. So it started um, a couple of years ago. A, a poor girl called Natasha. Um, and she was in an airport. She bought a pre-packaged sandwich. Um, she had some allergies. It wasn't correctly labelled on the, on the sandwich she bought to notify what, what um, ingredients were in that sandwich. Unfortunately, she got on the plane and had an allergic reaction and sadly passed away. Um, and essentially, that sort of was the, the, the catalyst to change um, on how we're labelling products in the UK, especially pre, so it's based around pre-packaged foods. Mm-hmm. So all pre-packaged foods need to be... Um, they need to carry a label that identifies all the ingredients within that product and clearly identifies the, the allergen information as well. So anything that could be caught, like, cause an allergy, allergic reaction, that needs to be highlighted in bold. So people can quite clearly see that. And it gives sort of the um, customers confidence, whoever might have, have an allergy, it gives you confidence to know that what you're picking up is going to be correct for you. You're not going to have an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm really shocked that it kind of 
took this long to implement a law like that. It's crazy. And, and you don't realize it. Like you see ingredients, of, of course, on all products you buy. But it's the ability to have it bold and, and stand out. And you would have thought it'd be thought about ages ago, but it, it's quite quite mad that it's only just coming into, into the law now. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I, I assume this has kind of been um, kind of a big business driver for ERS in terms of label printers and labeling solutions. Um, what have you guys been able to do in response to this? So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a huge thing at the moment. Um, a lot of the, the people we work with are sort of bakeries and, and smaller scale productions. Of course, the big, big boys in the, in the industries will all have that sorted out. But it's a smaller level customers who, who sort of are being impacted by this law and don't really know what to do. Um, so what we're doing is we're creating solutions on the website. So the, these pre-packaged solutions which give you everything you need. Um, so we're doing it for both thermal printers, so such as star printers that can create um, a label, black and white, that you can stick on to make your, your allergens known. But we can also do colour solutions as well, so colour labels to make your, your brand look a little bit smarter, a little bit more standing out. Um, but yeah, the full solutions are the printer, the labels, the inks if it's needed inks, and also the software. Um, so everything you're going to need to get up and running and working through. And again, going back to what we were talking about before with the, the after-sales support, we'll be talking through customers how to actually get it up and running. Software can be a little bit daunting to start off with. It's, it's a big label design software, but we're, we're there to support it and, and get people up and running and the labels looking as they should do to be compliant with the law. Right. Are businesses struggling with complying to this law? Is it, is it causing issues for them or is it kind of just an easy adaptation? It, it, it's, it's hard. It depends on what the, the customer's been doing beforehand. So if the customer has been doing labels previously and, and knows what they're doing, which is why the big boys are sort of all, all okay, because they've got big systems behind them. They've already been doing labels to actually put in bold allergen information onto their products. It's only a slight change in the artwork that they're actually producing. Mm-hmm. But you've got a lot of smaller scale um, sort of catering companies that, that haven't even ever done labelling before. And right. now the pre-labels that they're supplying to, to businesses for their sort of their Monday buffets, they've been pre-labeled and pre-labeled. And they've got no idea about how any label printers work. So this is a massive change for them. And it's about the smaller scale customers who, who don't know what they're doing and we want to just be out there, be there and support. And, and that's what hopefully the solution we're producing should help the small scale people that have no idea what they're doing, no idea really what a label printer is, they will give them the ability to know that's what I'm buying and they're the people that can support me getting up and running. Right. So, um, sorry for my, my ignorance on this. Is this only applied to prepackaged goods or is it something that all restaurants are having to comply to? No, so it's only prepackaged food. So any any sandwiches that are sort of pre-made and then put on a shelf, they're the ones that are going to have to be um, sort of showing the added information. Got it. So, like Subway, where you're going to get your, your sandwich made in front of you. Mm-hmm. Beer, because you're getting it made in front of you, you, you sort of, you should be a little bit more aware of what's going to go in that and you can sort of tell them to hold off on the onions if you're allergic to onions, whatever it might be. Um, but I, I think it probably will adapt going down the, down the line and, and potentially it could involve more of the um, Subway foods and then the foods essentially is anything that could be allergy um it's sort of the catalyst for change really yeah that's really interesting so we talked a lot about food services food service type of businesses um restaurants you you've mentioned uber eats a couple times are you guys only working with restaurants or do you serve other markets as well no i think we're, we're quite proud to say that we're sort of multi-sector multi-industry we, we work with 
a vast array of customers. Um, so, uh, and if you, if you think about it from a start perspective, on, on a receipt printer, it can be used in a shop, it can be used in a restaurant, it can be used in a, um, in a hospital as well. There's so many different applications that you could use the specific hardware that we, we supply in. And we don't want to limit or pigeonhole ourselves just to one simple solution. So we, we, the way we see it, we can, anyone who phones up looking for a, a receipt printer for anything really, we take pride in being able to say, this is what you want to go for, this is how to get it working, this is the systems you need to, to build. And we hopefully can support people in, in building unique new solutions for, for, for existing hardware. Right. Okay. So tell me about some of the other customers that you work with and, um, you know, out, outside of just printers, how you guys are able to support them. Sure. Um, so but go, go back to printers a little bit, just because it's quite an interesting one for the... Um, to star receipt printers, we sell them actually to gas stations. Okay. So have um, TSB 700s on the outside of the um, the gas station, which gives them readouts. So when they go and um, fill up on the gas or petrol, whatever you call it in, in the States, um, it would actually give them a readout to say how much gas has been put in there and a, a full sort of survey, which usually you think of receipt printers as being front of house for customers, getting receipts, getting that type of stuff. But actually these are being used for readouts and quite a, a technical engineering readout on a um, few, few levels on gas station. Um, but then going into sort of different hardware, uh, we, we deal with mobile computers. Um, so the, the sort of the scanning guns and the, the smart stuff being used in warehouse, warehouse environments. So if you think of an Amazon warehouse where people are going around and, and scanning um, and, and sort of picking orders for potentially the competitors that are selling their printers on, on Amazon, and they're all using these, these guns, the, the scanning guns, and we sell those sort of solutions as well. So it, it's really quite vast. Okay. Do you have any success stories that you could share with us on some of your customers? Yeah. So I think one of the ones um, that sort of stand out to me, again, leading back to Star, obviously the Star podcast, um, so the leading pub chain management company in the UK who came to us last year um, looking to, they're looking to build a, a table ordering solution. So obviously with the whole current climate of coronavirus and the way in which all things have had to adapt, they were sort of looking to adapt. They're looking to allow customers to come in. In the UK, I don't know if it's the same in the US, you couldn't actually go to a bar and order your food, order your drinks. You had to do it all being table serviced. Mm-hmm. And stop people moving around, stop people sort of walking around restaurants. So they're trying to produce a system where customers sit down at a table, scan a barcode on their phone, order they want to order on the phone. Um, the challenge is they had the, the application built, they had the, the smart ordering system on the phone. They had no way for the kitchen or the bar to actually get the receipts printed out to them. Right. And they couldn't work out how they could actually integrate printer to work with an application that's sort of completely new to them. Um, so I spoke to them, they phoned up, and I sort of said, great, we, we have a lot of customers using this sort of the printers for this specific environment, this specific software. Um, so what we can do, what we, what we did is actually point them towards STARS um, technical team, um, technical support teams, and, and said they'll be perfect in, in getting you set up on an Ethernet printer, getting that linked up with the APKs and the, and the, and the drivers into your software to get it up and, work, up and working. And, and it just flew off. I think they took about 140 units across the whole site sort of UK and it's really really successful for them and they keep coming through to every other month saying great more printers because they just can't keep up and it's just and even when we go back to normality even when we go back to sort of 
being able to go to, to, to pubs and, and restaurants to actually go out to the bar to order, they're still going to be looking to keep this, this sort of solution on because it's just so slick, so smooth, and just actually makes, makes it a life a lot easier for the customer. Yeah, we've talked a lot about um, restaurants kind of, I wouldn't say uh, thriving during the pandemic, but it was a lot easier for them to adapt to new ways of taking orders or, you know, staying in business without the standard, sit at a table, have a server come up and take your order and all that. So, um, you know, we've, we've talked about Uber Eats and kind of the sitting down and scanning. How do you see um, these technologies trending in the UK or all across Europe, is online ordering um, really booming? Oh, hugely. Um, and I think that as well as the global electronic component shortage, I think it is online ordering, which is causing a, a massive shortage in a lot of the printers that are out there because it, it's just taking off. And there's so many um, so many different brands and so many different chains that are doing it. They're all, all, all taking on massively. I think as a restaurant in, in the, club, the past year, you have to be adaptable. To, to, to survive um, and online ordering is one of the things. Um, another thing that's sort of emerging again in the last year is click and collect and um, click and collect to where you're you're ordering something um, to actually collect it from a store and it's been ready packaged there for you um, waiting. And again, they're, they're using um, the barcode scanners we sell as well as sort of the printers, so printing out an order to go pick it and get it ready for the customer when he arrives. Um, another trend that, that's, that's just emerging, I think, is it's going to be huge and in the coming years is the Mac stick applications. Mm-hmm. So sort of the label of, of re-sticking onto sort of coffee cups or, or whatever it might be. Um, but th- that seems to be really flying off at the moment. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of interest in, in bigger corporations looking for, for trials of, of these sort of um, re-stickable label because the, the applications for them are, are sort of, well, the possibilities are endless, as I should say. Um, it really is quite interesting especially with the uprise in online ordering, I, I think, I mean, I can't even walk into a Starbucks now without half of the people walking in p- picking up mobile orders. So those are the orders that are getting those Mac stick labels. And um, I'm, I'm in the minority, I guess. I'm actually still going in and placing my order at the Starbucks counter, but no one else is doing that. Um, so, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of trends that we see in kind of the food service, um, you know, online ordering and labeling and things like that. How, how about retail? Um, you mentioned click and collect, but I think retailers are having a little bit of a tougher time adjusting, especially in the brick and mortar space um, because of shutdowns. And it's harder to, you know, adapt to um you know, the, the shutdowns and implement that kind of like omni-channel experience. So what are you guys seeing? So I think one of the biggest changes in, in retail in the sort of the past few years, um, and it's still moving towards it, is, is a change towards more of a mobile point of sale system. Um, rather than traditionally where they would have a, a touchscreen PC, a USB printer and a castron, a lot of them are now sort of moving to application-based systems and running on iPads, running on, phones running on tablets allow them to be a bit more portable and actually have sort of hardware a little more integrated so having one printer and ethernet for the four ipads i might have in the store allowing people to go around and actually take orders in, in the queue um but mobile point of sale is, is huge at the moment and, and it's, it's growing growing massively i think it's it's the, for the printers we sell i'd say 80 percent of them are for mobile point of sale and only 20 percent would be going for the traditional um 
PC style style solutions. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest changes in, in in a lot of retail at the moment is is the the changeover from traditional point to sale equipment. Right. What about um, self service? Do you are you seeing any type of uptick in self service solutions, whether it be restaurant, retail, um, anywhere? Because at least from from my perspective, I think people are becoming a little more comfortable interacting with a tablet than a person. Um, I think that's for a number of reasons, you know, younger generations are making up more buying power. Um, and then, you know, COVID, everyone's afraid of, you know, <laughs> catching, catching something from a person. So how do you see that trending? There, there is a, a definite move towards um, people building kiosks um, and, and sort of trying to get a kiosk integrated. Um, the, the challenge with kiosks um, is, well, not the challenge, I should say, it, it, it's that they're built by a, um, a company themselves that will build these big kiosks and make everything integrated. Mm-hmm. So we will supply sort of the indiv- individual components, the barcode scanners, potentially a print engine that goes inside them, and, and maybe even the screen. Um, but we're not selling it to the end user. Um, and we're very much geared towards end user sales. We're going to sell to a, a shop, a, a restaurant itself. The... The people that are integrating these machines and making their own kiosks, they're often going to buy directly from, from say, Star Wars or directly from distribution. We don't really deal too much in, in, in with them. Um, it's more direct, indirect with, with sort of the shops and the, the smaller scale customers, I'd say. Right. Would you say that most of the customers that you guys work with, are they coming from ISVs? Um, yeah, a, a lot of them are. Um, Especially for the point of, point of sale stuff, um, a lot of them will be um, coming from, as I said, Uber originally, Deliveroo's, um, Justice. There's a lot of the people that are doing that. Obviously, as we talked about earlier, the, the restaurant business and the, the online ordering is, is booming. So that's one of the sort of things that stick right at the top of my head at the moment because it's the first thing I can think of when I, I think of a receipt printers is going to be using the restaurant application. Um, but yeah, the, the, a lot of them will be coming from from. ISVs and from software specific that, that are looking to build a, a restaurant system, a point of sale system, wherever it might be. Uh, but that is is, is huge at the moment. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think you know ERS has a really good perspective on really focusing on the value in value-added reseller. Um, you know, that's something that we we continue to push. We rely on our bars. So it was really great to hear your perspective. So can you tell us where our audience can further connect with ERS and yourself? Of course. So we've got a website. It's eris-online.co.uk. Um, and any questions or queries you've got, email address would be sales at ersltd.co.uk. Or even give us a call. And our number is 01234 855 All right. Wonderful. And for Star Migronics, you can visit us at starmigronics.com or find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a positive review or a follow. It's always very much appreciated. Ben, thank you again for joining us. Mm